Welcome back to the Black Belt on Thinking podcast. And once again, we are joined by Nieta Gunnarsdorf Santos, this time to talk to us about the five layers of decision making. Thank you for having me again. Welcome to the Black Belt on Thinking podcast. I'm Peter Cronin, lead presenter of the Black Belt on Thinking. This is a podcast where we look at all things to do with thinking faster and acting more purposefully. I interview experts in their field to try and provide you with the insights to the way they think and the tools and processes they use on a day-to-day basis. If you find value in this podcast, love for you to share it with others. All right, Mieta, so what are the five layers of decision making? Okay, well, um, technically they're called the five layers of resistance. So if you hear me refer to them as such, um, they're the one, <laughs> we're talking about the same thing. Um, in essence, I guess anytime in your work or personal life where you need to sell someone on something, um, and I, that's regardless of whether the selling involves an exchange of money or not, um, but like kind of think about a situation where you have a great idea or a solution to a problem, but you need others to be on board in order to go ahead. Or even a situation where I guess you need someone to buy something from you because you're trying to sell them on something. Um, so that's what they are. But I guess I could start you off with a story just to give you an idea. Yeah, I think stories, good. people people relate to stories, right? Yeah, 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 I think so. So I'll give you, a, I'll, I'll start you off with a story and this is a true, true life story that happened to me a few years ago. It was the first time, I'm going to say this is, actually youngs ago maybe six seven close to ten years ago it was the first time ever that I was traveling in business class and I was on my way to Brisbane for a conference first time ever in business class I loved it it was amazing couldn't wait to go back home because I had another business class flight book for back home Um, got to the conference couldn't wait for it to be over I was in the airport on my way trying to get my flight to come back and I sat down in a coffee shop next to this ancient ancient looking lady she was 80 if a day I'll never forget her Sylvia now Sylvia was very very tiny walking stick uh, sorry not even a walking stick a walking frame (laughs) and she was having a cup of tea waiting to board and she had her boarding pass on the table and I got to chatting to her turns out that she's traveling back to Hamilton. She was visiting her son in, um, in Brisbane. And she started off with sort of describing her trip and how fun it was. And she saw her um, grandkids. And then she sort of ended it with, you know, but that's going to be the last time that I'm going to travel because I'm getting really, really old. And I can't really, you know, I just can't take it anymore physically. I'm looking at her I sort of glance over at her boarding pass and I look at it and she's freaking sitting in 200 C (laughs) (laughs) like like her seat is probably the worst ever seat and at this point we're kind of having a look this is back in the day where I don't know if you remember I don't think this happens anymore at airports but people used to literally line up trying to get in I don't I think it was back in the time when they didn't used to call seat numbers 
No, people still like line up and stuff. Like the queue for ages, even though the you know, yeah, I right. don't know why they do it either. But yeah, people still queue up. Yeah. I just remember seeing this huge queue start to form and Sylvia sort of gets her walking frame and she's like, oh, I better, you know, get in line type thing. And I'm like, no, Sylvia, hang on, hang on for a second. And I'm sort of struggling with this because you know where this is going. I'm like, I'm going <laughs> to have to give her my business class ticket. Yeah. Like I cannot possibly get on their, that flight because she looks like she's going to fall apart. And this is her her last flight. I'm thinking she should go out in a bang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Not literally, but yeah. <laughs> not, not literally. <laughs> so for the last it. flight, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so anyway, I kind of go, oh, look, Sylvia. And I'm struggling because I don't want to do it, <laughs> just so we're clear. <laughs> I'm like, oh, look, Sylvia, why don't you and I swap tickets? Because my seat is kind of a bit further in the front of the plane. So you won't actually have to go and queue up and wait in line. Like, and you won't actually have to go through the whole plane. You just get on and you sit down. And she's like, oh, no, no. Is that, is that one of those premium tickets? Like, no, 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 Sylvia, nothing premium about it. <laughs> it's, just a different, it's just a different seat number. No, 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 I, I couldn't. I couldn't. Don't worry about it. At this point, I'm thinking, why, what? Like, it's, okay. Obviously, I, I took a breather, went to the toilet, asked Sylvia to look after my things, came back. And while I was in the toilet, I thought to myself, I'm just going to five-layer Sylvia. <laughs> like, <laughs> like how you're, like, pep-talking yourself in there. <laughs> like, come this out <laughs> Well, I had a problem, and I needed a tool to fix it. My problem was that this woman... She didn't know what she was missing, you see, and she needed to get this ticket off me. And I was like, oh, I have, a, I have just a tool for that, five layers. I'm just going to five layer Sylvia. It's what I do for a living. I can do this, you know, give yourself a bit of a pep, pep talk, as you said. So I get back there. And I'm like, you know, Sylvia, you know what I hate about flying? It's how the seats are so tiny and, and I have long legs and I just, it's so tiny and it, it's crampy and it aches. And, you know, Sylvia, they don't even give you food anymore on, on planes. You know, it's like the food was bad as it was, but I think now they don't even give you food. So I'm trying to get Sylvia to start talking about what she dislikes about flying, right? Yeah, yeah. Because that's, yeah. that's going to be our layer run. Like, you, you know, get her you in know the, the problem layer. space, problem mindset. That's the one. Yeah. And I have the right audience, right? Sylvia's, as I said, 80 plus. Like, she's... I'm not trying to be stereotypical, but if anyone's going to complain, it's going to be an older person. <laughs> I'm going to get flagged. I'm going to cancel culture. I'm going to get flagged over this. Um, but anyway, so I'm like, so what about you, Sylvia? What bothers you? What really bothers you when you, you know, about flying? When you think about flying, what really, really gets under your skin? And then Sylvia starts off with, well, you know, I can't complain. You know, I, I actually have quite a small frame, so the seats don't really bother me much. They're quite roomy. And my daughter-in-law, she packed this wonderful sandwich for me. <laughs> so I have lunch sorted. So I really can't complain. I was like, this is unbelievable. I cannot, I cannot get this woman to complain. Like, I can't, I can't give, she will not accept this ticket. 
so I even we got off eventually we boarded and you know how they really suck up to you in business class the, the flight attendants yeah yeah it's all about oh mrs fagundes dos santos welcome back blah 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 would you like this would you like that and i was like look uh, jason is it listen i don't need anything from you there's one thing <laughs> go back like freaking 200c old lady white hair like you can't miss her can you please tell her that she won a upgrade <laughs> bring, her, <laughs> bring her up to my seat I'm going to walk on the other side of the plane, walk back to her seat. And then you do whatever you need to do to record all this, you know, change in seats. Oh, no. Jason was like, no, sorry, miss. But, you know, that would set a precedent that we upgrade people. And, you know, we don't really just do that. And, you know, anyway, Jason was of no help. <laughs> and I ended up not like so anticlimactic, the story. But Sylvia ended up flying back the most iconic last flight of her career <laughs> flying back to Hamilton in a in a shitty in economy seat in the yeah exactly in the boot of the plane <laughs> pretty much she would have been the back of the sort of the toilet seat um so yeah very an anti-climatic um end to the story yeah right so that's when so that's when not to use the tool oh no it wasn't so hang on <laughs> yeah all right yeah <laughs> Let's let's break this down. <laughs> the point of the story is I failed. I failed in five layers. If, if in instead of guiding Sylvia through the five layers. But I personally think, and I have I have told this story, story to people, and they kind of take it as oh, so the tool doesn't work. No, I think it's actually the opposite. I think that it proves that unless you are um, first unless someone has a problem you can't help them like there's nothing you can do to to sell them on something if they do not have a problem yeah right yeah or or it could be that they have a problem but they're not aware of the problem and you failed to make them aware of the problem it's not about you telling them it's never going to work you going up to someone and saying oh you have this 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 and this problem but basically unless people are aware of the problem and it's annoying them up to a point that you know they want to find a solution for it there's really not much you can do you can't actually move through the buying process yeah which, which makes sense because if you if you think about it from your own perspective right if you don't have a problem why would you why would you try and do something i mean it doesn't even make sense you can't even sort of say it or why would you try and find something that's a solution to the problem you don't have like it's funny how reversing it makes it ridiculous but when you're on the other side of it you're like why won't they take my thing yeah well, <laughs> this thing is great for everyone well look at the vaccine example Oof. yeah right <laughs> i mean i don't know if actually can we erase the i don't even know if i want to go down the that route but i mean look this is a logical <laughs> this is a logical podcast for a logical uh logic thinking course you know like <laughs> I think given given how much uh science hinges on logic and vice versa yeah uh, I'd like to think we're pretty safe to discuss it well the reason why I brought up vaccine is there's this solution like the solution is the vaccine right but really what problem do people have 
Oh, I mean, you see constantly, right? These, um, I see them popping up on, on Reddit and Facebook and various places. They've got like two, two tweets or something side by side from the same person. One's talking about how it's a hoax or the vaccine's rubbish or something. And the next one's asking people to pray for them because they're on their last legs in hospital. And it's like, right. Tragic that that has to be the example, but yeah. Well, I don't even think it's the, I, I, I honestly don't think that the world is divided into vaxxers and anti-vaxxers. Like, I legitimately think that there are people out there who are not anti-vaxxers in a sense that they got their kids vaccinated. I have friends who, for example, their kids are fully up to date with their vaccines. They're not, you know. Right. Yeah, um, I think I think I agree. Like, <laughs> risk of going too far off track here, but if you look at, I don't know what it's like in New Zealand, but the the media and the government have done such a poor job of communicating the situation and just everything to do with vaccines that it's not really surprising that people just some people just feel they don't have the information. Um, yeah, and we're the government is is talking to 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 them from the point of view of the solution, but some people may not feel like they have a problem. Which is interesting because over here the government is introducing a problem for people. They're saying you're not allowed to go to pubs once we reopen in two weeks unless you've got a vaccine, and apparently that's that's driven up the vaccination rate. <laughs> but that's the point exactly. It will. Yeah. yeah. So I'm problem. not ashamed to say. So when when this. Like I got vaccinated, I'm double vaxxed. Yeah, yeah, same. And I'm not ashamed to say that really until the government introduced the problem of locking us down and saying things like you won't be able to travel unless you're vaccinated, I wasn't really in a hurry to get vaccinated. I mean, New Zealand's a prime example, right? Because unlike nearly everywhere else in the world, in Australia for a little while, um, you've more or less managed to keep the virus out. So yeah. the problem is less present to people there. Absolutely. So when when the whole media was discussing how people are dying of COVID, well, we didn't really have COVID at that point. So that was not a problem. For, it was not my problem that I could catch COVID and die. A, I'm young and healthy. B, we don't really have COVID in New Zealand. So the vaccine as the solution wasn't really, I was not on the same page as the government. <laughs> right. You're like Sylvia. I was Sylvia. <laughs> I had no complaints and vaccination isn't, wasn't going to solve anything for me. But then when I found out, hey, I have a problem of, you know, you know, you're in our Sydney office, which we, we have an office and most of the team that I work with, even though I'm based in Auckland, is in Sydney. I'd love to go back and, and see them. But not while we're in lockdown. And unless we get vaccination levels up in New Zealand, we're not going to reopen the Oz New Zealand bubble. So really. Yeah, I mean, this is quite an interesting point about the, the five layers, right? Um, obviously, we haven't gotten to the other four yet. <laughs> but but this is the key point is that number one is almost worth the other four put together, right? Like it's not an easy oh, yeah. five. And I think that's the point of my Sylvia story. Yeah. Number one, number one and two are so imperative. It's not funny. But but obviously number one because that's the starting one. You you don't even have, you know, you have to get into the process to finish the process type thing. Yeah yeah yeah. You got to pro have a problem or else you won't progress. Yeah exactly. Yeah. 
All right, so let's before before we go any further, let's let's break down what the five are, and then, and then yeah. talk through them to give, give people maybe some context. <laughs> well, that's useful. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm thinking, how do I? Do you want me to just give you the five, or yeah, give give the five from your, the perspective of you making a decision, as opposed to you trying to convince okay. someone else? I think is makes it make more sense. So. I mean, the five layers of resistance was, I think it was invented as a tool by Ellie Goldred, maybe in the ninth, ninth, ninth century, maybe in the 19, 1990s, I think, mid-1990s. Um, but to be clear, like the, the psychology behind the five layers of resistance have existed um, and have been studied and applied for youngs. So, um, and it's been applied in psychology and economics, not sort of just in, in, in this space that Ellie Goldred has sort of applied it to. Um, yeah, but what more, he more did of, is... Would you say it's more of an identification of just the way we think and the exactly. is kind of a simplification? It's, yeah, it's really based on human behavior. Yeah, yeah. So, but I think what, what Goldred did, I think he would you say codified it not even codified it um yeah I, yeah he maybe. kind of introduced the simple pro steps process yeah, yeah. didn't he this podcast is brought to you by the bbit if you want to improve your own thinking and problem solving skills visit blackboutandthinking.com to sign up now um but if you think about it even even taking it just for yourself there, even if you don't know about the five layers, there is a process, and obviously it's an unwritten process, but a process nonetheless that you will go through before you, let's say, buy something. Let's say, you're, you're, let's say you wake up one day with back pain and you have tingling and then it's sore and then it's not and then it comes back and eventually you're like, look, this is annoying me. It's definitely back pain and it's annoying me and, and I want to solve this problem. You might maybe tell your partner, your mom and dad, your friends, you might discuss it with people like, oh, I have this thing and it's annoying. Do you know what it might be? Did you ever have it? Did you ever experience it? You'll, you'll probably definitely Google it. Um, but you, you will definitely do some sort of research on it. Then you'll probably figure out, okay, well, I have this backache problem. I, I know that it can be solved. Like I've done my research. I could go to a chiropractor. I could go to a GP. I don't know, acupuncturist, maybe shaman, whatever. Or I could maybe not even visit anyone. Maybe I could buy some miracle tea that I saw advertised that cures back pain, you know? Right. Yep. So then you might be looking at, okay, so with all these options that I have, what are some of these, the negative side effects? You know, like if I go to the acupuncturist, look, I, I have a huge obstacle, actually, if I go to the, personally, I'm afraid of needles. So that's going to be a huge obstacle to me going to an acupuncturist. Um, when it comes to, for example, if I had to buy a miracle tea, a side effect might be that it cause, causes nausea. So can I live with that side effect? So I'm going to kind of do a list of pros and cons, wouldn't you say? Yeah. Yep. Right. Um, as, whatever it might be you will then kind of go, okay, I may have now decided that none of the options are appealing, you know, um, 
maybe I'll just go to a chiropractor. That's the one that's kind of, I think it's going to solve my problem. I, I don't really, you know, what's the sort of negative side effect of go going to a chiropractor? You know, I love massages, so it's going to work for me. And there's one down the road for me. I have really no obstacles to going to see one. Um, and then you might go through the step of, let's say you are married, you might and have one joint account with your partner and that's the only banking that you have. You might actually go and talk to your partner about, hey, look, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna spend a couple of hundred bucks. You know, you might wanna take them through that process and, and getting them to kind of agree with, yeah, sure, go and spend the money. Um, or you might not have a couple of hundred bucks. You might be, you know, a poor student and in which case you might actually have to take your parents through the whole process of how you concluded you needed to go to the chiropractor and, and get them to sort of give you the money. Yes. And then only after all of that, do you actually, after that whole unwritten process, do you actually finally go and buy the product or service or whatever it is, right? Yeah. yeah. So to just break that down and many people, and just to be, this is not the only way, there's five layers, but some people say there's up to nine layers because they kind of break the layers down into, um, a lot more articulate, um, distinct layers. I like the five because it's easier to remember, <laughs> that's all. Um, so the, the five layers are, the first layer is the problem and getting agreement on the problem. Um, the second one is agreeing that, the, that there is a solution to your problem, a viable solution to your problem. Third one is agreeing on the, potential negative side effects, listing them, yeah. and potentially even maybe solving for them. I don't know if that's been your experience with the tool. Yeah, yeah. It's, as, as you say, if you're, if, you can, if you're sort of thinking of multiple ways, it might be, oh, which one has the least negative side effects or something, you're factoring it in. But if you're looking at one solution, exactly. it seems pretty good. It's like, all right, how, how can I manage these best sort of thing? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then you have um, layer four, which is the obstacles and sort of agreeing, look, um, there's all these obstacles, I'm aware of them. And again, if they're major showstoppers, how can I actually solve for them to move forward? And then you have your last layer, which is, and this is if needed, it's not necessarily applicable the, the whole time, but uh, you may have to get approval from others. And that, that's kind of, that comes up, especially in sales meetings when, when you're aware that you don't have all the decision makers in the room, but you're trying to sell to them, you're, you know, you're going to inevitably hit, hit that fifth layer where they go, oh, look, I'm going to have to talk to my, you know, CTO or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, technically, those are the five layers. Um, and I think, I think they should be addressed in order, but I'm not sure if I buy into that. I'm going to um. get lynched for saying that. I think the first two, yes. I think um, getting agreement on the problem and agreeing that there's a, there is a direction for the solution there is is imperative. But I'm not sure about the last three in terms of order. Yeah, and I mean, I think I think they usually come up. They might naturally normally occur in that order, but it's not that it's a magical process where once you're at four, you can't go back to two either. Like, oh yeah, no, absolutely not. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I do feel that, I do feel that, that there's a lot of jumping backwards and forwards, like after you sort of passed layer two, there's probably a lot of um, 
mixing up of oh i have all these obstacles oh i might you know there might be negative side effects um yeah so i'm not sure about how imperative it is that that you because you're, you're not actually even the one taking the person through the five layers i think that's really important to note it's actually the layers are the buyer's layers and and that's what the buyer goes through in their head yeah and all really you can do at best is listen for what they are saying to then try and identify which layer they're in so you can kind of meet them there and sort of progress them to the next or guide them progress them sounds manipulating but probably guide them to the next yeah. layer help them overcome you know yeah somebody talks about the concern about some negative side effects um and you just start banging on about how great the solution is and how well it solves their problem you're not listening right like that, that's not going to help them overcome their issue like you need to you need to talk to it essentially all you're doing is talking to people's concerns it's just it gives you a, a, a sort of clearer set of steps to identify what kind of concerns they have oh exactly and you know how in you know when people have soft skills like soft skills is a big thing these days yeah and obviously this podcast is kind of centered around that and critical thinking. Yeah. Um, it's almost the whole thing about be, be, be an active listener, be a good listener. It's, it's a thing you have to, you have to be able to listen. This, this to me is a really pragmatic approach to listening. Yeah. Because if you can hear the layer that the person is in you can actually do something about it you don't have to actually come to the end of the meeting and go oh well that person just whacked me with yeah but uh, uh this will never work for us uh you know all yeah. these because that really happens when you're when you're kind of talking out of layers yeah it does yeah you just feel all over the place and out of control um, I, I think I think an important thing as well is you said this at the start, and I, I know you know this, but just because of the examples, um, that it's not just for buying either and selling. It's um, it's any time that either you are trying to make a decision, you yeah. would go through these, or if you're trying to help somebody else make a decision. So that doesn't necessarily mean yeah, you're trying to sell them something. It might be, I don't know, it might be helping your. This might be a weird example because I don't have kids. I don't know why it's popping in my head. But helping your kid decide <laughs> what school to go to. I don't know. Yeah. Like you know, or 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 you know, um, trying to convince your partner to holiday, to have a beach holiday rather than an adventure holiday or something, which they would rather do or something. Well, That's or give away a business class ticket to an old lady. Or give away a business class ticket to an old lady. Yeah. Perfect. I certainly was not asking for money in return. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. But if you look at my vaccine example, um, so my problem was I'm not going to be able to travel unless I get vaccinated, right? Yeah. So I'm going to say, oh, well, you know, what's the solu what solutions do I have at hand for that? Well, vaccine is a, is a potential solution. Um, maybe hiring a private jet to try and get me across border <laughs> i don't know smuggle <laughs> myself in on a shipping on a fishing trawler <laughs> or that like that's a potential solution yeah. now yeah. let's look at some negative side effects of vaccine okay well those are probably listed on some sort of a health website yeah pretty well documented yep um 
if I get onto a shipping container, I'm going to obviously cross the border illegal. I might end up in jail. <laughs> That's a negative side effect of my solution. Yeah. Sounds more <laughs> what like are some it. of the obstacles? Yeah. My, my private jet or a shipping container um, could be highly expensive to actually hire a private jet. That could be an, an obstacle. My budget could be an obstacle. So no, it's absolutely, it's whenever you're actually faced, you can internally recognize the layers that you go through when you're faced with the decision as well. Um, so yeah, absolutely doesn't have to be about buying. I think basically if you're aware of the process and that it exists and you understand it, you understand sort of the, the journey that a person, either yourself or someone else goes through uh, when making it. I say a buying decision, um, but it could be a buy-in decision as opposed yeah, to buy -in buying. Yeah. yeah, that's a good way of putting it. Because yeah. <laughs> I think, I don't know who said this, um, someone from the TOC community, I feel, um, had this quote that maybe it was Lisa Lang. I'm not going to, I'm not entirely sure. Um, something along the lines of when people are in a certain specific layer, they're not actually like they're they're deaf to any conversations that are, that are outside of that layer yeah so yeah that's why it's important to actually understand um the person you're talking to what layer are they in I, so I that you can I, kind of meet them there <laughs> i got an extreme example i just looked down at my second screen and it's got um my background's a um aerobatic plane <laughs> oh yeah if, if i say me the next time you come to sydney i'll take you up and do some aerobatics and you start raising concerns about the safety and I respond with, yeah, but it'll be heaps of fun. Yeah. What? Like what? Oh, that is so classic. But <laughs> haven't you heard that heaps? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Haven't you actually heard that really heaps of times when someone's trying to convince you to do something and you're like, shit, I'm really scared of heights. Oh, no, it's going to be so much fun. I Actually, now that you say it, I heard that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> like, like my next logical step would be to hit you with some facts about the safety or tell you about the you know oh well you know that's part of the reason i went to the aero you know i trained at the aero academy is because you train with the best pilots you know these are experienced yeah. or blah, blah 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 the planes are well maintained all this sort of thing but but so many people would just jump yeah no but it'll be fun though and, uh, <laughs> yeah no you're you're spot on and i think to sort of tie on to that when you I'm trying to think, I know so many clever people. I'm trying to think who told me this, but someone else has told me this. I'm gonna pick James Powell on this one. I think it was him. And he was discussing, I think the, the pressure, back pressure of each layer. Oh yeah, yep. Um, and it, I don't quote me on this, but it's something along the lines of when you have a disagreement in each layer, that's the back pressure that prevents you from progressing to the next layer. And then as soon as you hit agreement in a layer, it kind of propels you to the next layer. Yes, yeah. So if I actually had concerns about dying in a plane, <laughs> acrobatic plane accident, and you were telling me how much fun it was gonna be, you're not actually helping me. You're not acknowledging what I'm saying. And it can actually, it would be quite frustrating for me. Yeah. But if you had to start talking to me about, about, look, you know, 
it's ridiculously safe you're more likely to get hit by a bus than you know or whatever yeah then you kind of acknowledge my negative side effects or my concerns i guess and kind of resolve them for me or put my mind at ease that either they won't eventuate using cause and effect logic obviously i not just you know peter said so yeah. <laughs> you'd have to be a bit more convincing than that <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um but only then can i sort of get past that and not be blocked by that thought and then consider okay we can sort of progress the conversation i guess yeah 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 it makes sense um otherwise we both end up frustrated right i walk away going like oh meta doesn't like to have fun and you walk away <laughs> going like peter's a reckless idiot yeah who <laughs> doesn't listen to me <laughs> yeah. right okay so um obviously i want to leave people with a, a, a something they can do to, to have a go at this um before we get there and leave them with that do you have do you have I think you've got another story of uh oh, i have stories galore okay <laughs> do you <laughs> have time for another story another maybe this time we layer one worked <laughs> oh right okay <laughs> if if your listeners have actually gotten this far because i started off with the story where <laughs> the five layers actually i failed at implementing them um so if they even stuck around to listen to this here's a rewarding story of of the five layers actually working <laughs> Uh, I'm so not going to name this person. So basically what has happened is this is again, going back years ago. Um, this may have actually even predated Sylvia. This, this may have been the meeting that actually the experience that gave me the confidence to think that I could actually five layers Sylvia. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so basically what has happened is I've never historically been involved in sales in our company. And I was in a situation where we had a sales meeting booked and there were no Viago consultants in Auckland at the time. And it was only me and I had to go to the sales meeting and Peter Thorpe. And I was like, no, 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 I'm not going to say, I, I don't do sales. I don't know how to sell. I know. So Peter Thorpe kind of convinced me, look, just go in, have a meeting. And all you need to do is just guide them through layer one that's all i want from you just really just get to the nitty-gritty of the problem that they have and make sure that you leave when you have agreement on 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 the problem when they're aware of the problem you're aware and you have agreement and i was like okay you know i can do that um so as i said first ever sales meeting and i was there by myself um went in and I was so kind of freaked out that I just straight up went into it. And I think it was, he was the GM of, um, I'm, I'm trying not to reveal too much because, you know, it's confident, confidential, but um, a, manufacture, a, a manufacturing business that you can't narrow that down. Um, and basically went in and said, look, when you think about your business, just tell me, just start talking to me. What, what bothers you? what's really sort of keeping you up at nine. Um, and he started saying things, it started off slow, but he started saying things. And because I was sort of a bit nervous and kind of completely lost in what he was saying, because this particular type of manufacturing business, I've never been to. And 
he was using a lot of jargon. Oh, yeah. 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 So I was a little bit lost. And so by pure accident, I just kept asking clarity questions like, oh, is that bad? Is it? <laughs> and, and then he'd say, well, of course it's bad because this and this and this. Oh, okay. And why is that bad? Oh, well, because if that happens, then this happens. And he kept kind of building his own pain chains yeah. that I've inadvertently helped him. And I think I actually, I think I could, you'd be surprised that he didn't say you're, you're an idiot. You don't know anything. Get out of here. Why are you asking me all these things? I think I got away with it because I was like 20 years, his junior and a girl. And he was probably like, he probably concluded that when I walked in, oh, this, this one won't know much. So I'm just going to have to explain everything to him. <laughs> so, <laughs> he really, really got into his own pain chains and was, he was getting progressively more upset as he was talking and as it was as I was asking sort of oh why is that bad and why is that bad and he kind of was he started getting flustered and, and a bit red in the face and then he started getting louder and he literally finally slapped the table and he you know I shut up out of my seat <laughs> I looked at my watch and I was like oh is that the time <laughs> <laughs> I think that's us in my head I'm like okay this is layer one. We're done. Oh. Like, this guy has a problem. And as I shut up out of my seat, he literally said, wait, but you can help us, right? And then he started saying, saying things. Um, and, you know, this is when you, if you know what you're talking about and you're, if you're aware of the layers, you just, it's easy. But he was saying things like, oh, what about all this lean stuff that we already implemented? How is that going to be affected if we work with you guys? And, you know, I'm really going to need to know the cost of the engagement with you because I'm going to need to stay on budget and I'm going to have, have to have it approved by the head <laughs> office. And I was just like, I'm out of here. Like, sure, yeah, we can help you. So, you know, Peter, Peter Thorby is going to call you tomorrow. Like, yeah. <laughs> deal with him. Like, my layer one is done, buddy. Um, but it's, it's, and I still refer to it today, like that is classic layer one. Yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> And I'm just quiet now because I'm thinking, I think in images and, and videos and I'm just going through the whole thing. I can so clearly picture his, his um, yeah, reaction. But yes, that's kind of a success story for layer one. Unfortunately, um, I was not there to, to take him through the rest of the layers. Yeah, but it shows the impact. As we said earlier, like that layer one is so huge. Um, the rest of the layers kind of hinge on or making your way through them hinges on how how big a problem you have or how present you are to the problem yeah yes yeah absolutely all right so for people getting started you know they've, they've listened to this they're hyped up they think your story is great they want to go and trump you by you know convincing sylvia to take their free <laughs> business class ticket where where would they get started can I throw that question back at you? Because I, I know that you've kind of um, probably, you probably have stories of your own on where people should get started when you were getting started with the tool. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, you mentioned James before, and yeah, he's definitely given me a few of these. Um, I, I, I think, this is my experience, is all the BBIT tools, the first issue is knowing where to use it, right? Like it's identification of like, where are the situations where this actually applies to before you even try and use it so with that in mind yeah. um i would say the first one's an identification 
exercise. The best bet for that um, is, yeah, an activity I've done a few times that that did work well. Um, you, you, you talked a little earlier before that last example about um, how it kind of grinds to a halt and people get frustrated if you're out of the out of sync with the layers that the yeah. two people talking. Um, but if you're in sync, it, it moves far more smoothly. Right. Um, so the, the best technique I have for that is um, be in a meeting or something like that where you're not sort of required to be involved so that you can observe. Um, and ideally you want one where there's two people where the, the layers are happening. You've got one party trying to convince the other party to, to do something, invest in something, take an action, whatever it is. And if you have a piece of paper or a Word doc open on your laptop or something, and you put one, two, three, four, five down the side, obviously. Yeah. And then you put each person's name at the top. You have a kind of like, like a tally chart. And every just couple of minutes, try and keep an eye on the time and check in as to what layer they're each in. And what you'll, you'll notice is the pattern is when they're outside of the layers, it seems like the frustration is rising. It feels like you're not getting anywhere. And then you'll notice that all of a sudden the conversation aligns and it's moving forward much quicker and everybody's quite happy and they're a bit more excited and things. Um, and that's when both people, you'll notice from your tally chart, are in the same layer, whatever layer it is. Um, and I think that's the best way to identify identify it and sort of almost prove to yourself that it works even when observing others um, so now that you said that and i'm trying to now listen to what you're saying from the point of view of someone who hasn't really necessarily oh, yeah. yep. who's not fluent with layers yep. so how would i know what layer someone is in just by listening to a conversation right okay fair enough one, two, three, four, five is probably not very useful either. <laughs> you probably be like, <laughs> like problem, solution, negative side effects, obstacles, approval of others. Um, and then, yeah, you're trying to listen for what kind of language is it. So like we were talking about before, if somebody's talking about, yes, but I'm worried about, then they're probably talking about negative side effects. And, or, if, or if they're talking about, oh, but how will that solve this? Probably talking about solution. Um, yeah that sort of thing. So you might want to make yourself like a, a cheat sheet or a list of like common phrases. So yes, but is often um, negative side effects, for example. Uh, I don't know if we can, or I don't know how we would do this is sort of obstacle-y kind of um, terms. So I guess, yeah, you want, you want to think about that and just, yeah, listen for what, what does it sound like they're saying? And obviously this will hone your own skills at listening for the layers as well, so that when you go to use it, um you'll be more fluent in it yeah yeah just now where you were saying i just i have a feeling that we might even have something like that in our content theme like a list of things you hear in each layer to identify maybe if, you, if we have it we could dig it up and send it out to, to your listeners yeah I can, I can attach it to the um sort of uh the post that we put up for this pretty good idea yeah because yeah. I, I have a feeling we'll have something yeah yeah, good idea. And I think people will get present when they see the list. Yes. I think they'll get present to, oh, I, this is every conversation I've ever had. Either <laughs> I, things that I say <laughs> or things that people say to me. Yep. That's awesome. Yeah. So that's, I think that's the best way to get started. After that, it's just a case of trying to use it yourself. Um, 
you know, you come out of a meeting, you go, why didn't that work? And try and reassess what were they saying? You know, where, where did where did we get stuck? What were they saying? What was I saying? And be a bit self-critical. Obviously, if you really want to dig into that, the fact that so many meetings are Zoom meetings and therefore can be re recorded these days is super helpful for that. Um, sure. But yeah, generally, it's just about identifying, um, you know, what, what where are they at? Um, and and spe speaking to the concern that they have right now, rather than going in with a preformed notion of ah, once I say this, then I'll say that. Like you can't, you just. I think that's the key thing. You, you just can't assume just because you've worked out this great flow that necessarily that's the way they're going to go. You've just got to listen for what their concerns are and, and align with them. Yeah, exactly. Makes sense. All right. Oh, thanks for that. And thanks for mentioning, um, yeah, the, the document. I'll, I'll try and dig something up here and attach it to the, the file for this. Um, cool, right, any, any parting, parting <laughs> wisdom or tip you'd like to share before we wrap it up? Oh, did I not speak enough? No. <laughs> I feel like I need a glass of water after this. Yeah. No, I think I, think I said just about everything I... I, I think you squeezed everything out of me on this topic. Okay, good. Good. <laughs> All right. Hopefully everybody. <laughs> thank you for having me back. Oh, you're I welcome. appreciate it. <laughs> and hopefully everybody um got a lot out of this and yeah, goes and has a crack at using the layers. Don't don't hesitate to reach out to Mieta or I on uh, LinkedIn if you had a go and either you've got questions or you're quite pleased with how it all went. We'd love to hear from you either way. Or if you have a story of your own. Oh yeah. That now in retrospect, you go, oh yeah, that's what happened. Yeah, good point. We love we love stories. We do, we do. All right, well, thanks for your time, and uh, I'll see everyone else on the the next podcast. Thanks.